Welcome to the Time of Your Life, brought to you by the Seniors Association Kingston Region. This is your program talking about everything under the sun for seniors, from health and lifestyle to entertainment, travel, and much, much more. You're listening to the Time of Your Life on CFRC 101.9 FM. In 1959, the Mattel Company introduced a brand new toy at the American International Toy Fair. It was a doll designed by Mattel's co-founder, Ruth Handler, who wanted to Americanize a European doll that she'd noticed her own daughter enjoyed playing with. Ruth decided to name the new doll after her daughter. And that is how the world was introduced to Barbie. The time of your life's Elizabeth MacDonald has been checking out how people here in the Kingston area are marking Barbie's 60th birthday. Hiya, Barbie. Hi, Ken. You want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. Jump in. I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Imagination, life is I'm Elizabeth McDonald for Time of Your Life, and I'm here today with Mary Lou, Kathy, and Jackie as we mark this 60th birthday of the doll Barbie. Now, Mary Lou, you were already a young woman in 1959 when Barbie came on the scene, so you weren't yourself playing with dolls at that time. How did, uh, how did you first meet Barbie? Well, I had a daughter at that time, and she was very young, of course, and then I had several nieces, and so um, I like to give them Christmas presents, and so I got into knitting Barbie clothes for them, and that was very economical because Barbie clothes just take a little bit of yarn, and they knit out quickly, and it was good for us at that time when your your income wasn't you know, higher. And, and your nieces, uh, what what did they think of those Barbie clothes? Oh, they loved them. And one that I gave who lives in North Carolina a couple of years ago, she said to me, Mary Lou, I still have those Barbie clothes you knit for my Barbie doll. And did you ever see the girls playing with them? What, how how um, did they use all these clothes that you made? Yeah, you know, see, they were off. My all my nieces weren't near. You know, they were in Winnipeg in the Carolinas, and you know this. So um, no, I didn't really see. And it wasn't my daughter's favorite um, doll. She had another doll that she liked, I guess. Yeah. more than Barbie. But <laughs> but I like my Barbie, and I have my Barbie for modeling for my clothes when I make them, and I continue to make them. I've continued through the years to make them for church bazaars, and um, yeah. Wow, a whole career of making yeah. Barbie clothes. Yeah. So that's my connection of Barbie. Mm-hmm. Now, Ka- now, Kathy, you're you're quite a bit closer to Barbie's age. Yes, we won't we won't say exactly how close, but you uh, you were a girl um, when Barbie came into uh, into your family. I was. I have an older sister and a cousin who's just a little bit older than me, and they would play Barbie. You know, the imaginary play with Barbie. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into that so much. But one Christmas, my grandmother made all of us mm. wardrobes for our Barbies um, using drapery samples, mm. fabric samples. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was quite intrigued with that. 
So I got into the fashion designing side of Barbie, and my grandmother taught me to sew, and my other grandmother taught me to knit, and I had more fun making clothes for Barbies than I did with the imaginary play with Barbie. Now, uh, that sounds like it was a very special kind of connection to have with your grandmas. It really was, and it was a lasting one, because to this day I still sew (laughs) using a lot of textile waste, but... uh, it was. I, I love sewing, and that's where my passion for sewing and knitting was cultivated, or working with textiles, was really cultivated through my time spent with Barbie in my early years. Yeah. 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 Now, Jackie, you, you uh, came onto the Barbie scene when your girls were young, uh, but it was, um, it was later, 70s into the 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. What was happening uh, in terms of Barbie and her world and, and all of her paraphernalia by the time your daughters were getting involved? Well, really, my two eldest daughters, they, they really weren't into Barbie, but my youngest daughter, who was... Who, uh, about 1980-81, she was at the age where her friends were all getting Barbies. So, of course, you know, that's what she wanted. And, and so she had a couple of Barbies and and uh, clothes. But I found that, for myself, I found it was a real competition between the girls, um, like my daughter and her friends, to see, you know, who could get the latest thing for Barbie, you know, the, the Barbie camper, the the horse, the the whole kit and caboodle, and and, and I kind of felt that it, it was hard for um, some, for myself, for instance, I had four other children then, um, it, hard to keep up, hard mm-hmm. to keep up, and, and um, it was hard on children that, girls in the neighborhood that just couldn't, her family, their families couldn't afford to do all those things, and I guess none of the mothers were talented to make them, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, um, I found that rather a sad situation. Well, you know, we're so concerned today about marketing in, in the area of children's uh, uh, games and toys and clothes, and uh, we are living in a very consumeristic society where where many folks are judged and judge others in terms of what they have. And it's sounding as if you were seeing evidence of that um, at that your daughter's very young age. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was definitely seeing that. And, and um, you know, it, it, it was hard as a parent to, to keep up. And, and uh, also, it just didn't seem a good situation. I found... Like myself, I always thought of of a doll as as sort of a practice for motherhood. You know, a baby doll that that um, you know you dressed, undressed, fed, bathed, whatever, and and um, you know walk around in their little stroller and things. And then came these Barbies with these voluptuous bodies and just. You know, gorgeous, and I'm thinking, gee, and these are aimed at like what five to eleven year old girls, and and uh, like how how do they feel about that? And 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 I know in in later years, I, I saw in in their society that girls felt that um, you know they were expected to be gorgeous and beautiful and have nice clothes, and and that was how they judged themselves and other people and um, for myself I found 
Barbie, a little bit awkward. Well, I think you're you're pointing to an experience. You're not alone in this. There's such a range of experience from the opportunity to be creative, to design clothes that both you, Mary Lou, and Kathy have talked about. And, and Jackie, you're raising um, an aspect that's uh, very much a part of the Barbie experience. Um, but Kathy, you had two daughters, and and they played with Barbie. What was, what did you observe as you were watching them? And- right, mine would be sort of late 1980s to the mid 1990s. The youngest, well, the oldest girl, played the imaginary play, and and we ended up building her a Barbie house out of plywood and um, made furniture for her house, and and she loved it. She being the oldest, we had more control over her exposure to commercialism and you know commercial TV and that. So she didn't know about everything that was available, and she was quite happy with everything that we made. Our younger daughter would interact with friends playing with Barbie, and we discovered the interaction between Barbie and Ken was mimicking the relationship between one of our daughters friend's parents Mm. who were going through a divorce. So it was interesting how the imaginary play with Barbie and Ken was somehow a a release or a way for this child to express her feelings about what was going on in her own home. So that was interesting. But Mm. um, yeah, both girls played with Barbie. They're five years apart in age. It was significantly different, the interaction. And very much reflective, it sounds like, as if what was going on in their lives and in the world around them. Did you ever imagine, when you first encountered her in the 60s, the sorts of things that Kathy and Jackie are talking about? No, but in um, 2008, we went off to a ski hill with our grandchildren, and they brought their Barbies, the two girls, and the boy brought his, um, the grandson brought his can. And I had knit them um, ski pants and ski sweaters and toque for each of the Barbies and for the can, and they loved that. And um, so, you know, Barbie still continues on for me, and I have my Barbie, and I still have, you know, patterns and everything and continues on for you in really creative ways right right yes yeah well she's made it through 60 years any sense or would you have a hope or a concern looking ahead to the next 60 years anything that you're you're wishing might or might not happen when it comes to barbie well, if she hasn't already, I'm sure she'll have her own YouTube channel soon. <laughs> I don't know much about the internet, but Barbie I'm, will I'm be sure digital. that she's, yes, probably games. And mm-hmm. I don't think she's going away, but she'll change with the times. Any thoughts, Jackie? I guess what I would like to see would be um, them putting a, a bit more of uh, the interest into Barbies with different skills, and I guess they have already, um, more so than just being beautiful and, and uh, dressing up, but, you know, with, with um, being smart, being kind, you know, being strong, being just so the, the, the children learn that it's not all about looks and it's, it's uh, people are, are so complex and there's so much to admire. I think the toy manufacturer's been been listening to you, Jackie, because to mark the 60th birthday, 
there actually is a special line of Barbies, Shiro's, um, that are based on real live women doing all kinds of interesting things, including wow. our Canadian uh, skater, Tess Virtue. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out of the picture. <laughs> no, no, you're ahead of the time, Jackie. You're ahead of the time. Well, what do you say we wish Barbie uh, a happy birthday? Can we do that together? One, two, three. Happy birthday, Barbie. Dozens and dozens of women and girls are, have been part of Barbie's world for all 60 years of Barbie's existence, but they're not alone. There are a few fathers who are part of Barbie's world, and I'm here with one of them right now, Shane. Welcome to Time of Your Life. You are the father of two daughters. Now, they're all grown up now. In fact, you're a grandfather these days. But I'm wondering, can you recall, how is it that Barbie entered your life? How is it that you wound up uh, getting into Barbie's world? Well, probably it was through the construction business, so to speak, that I got into Barbie's world because um, there are all these accessories available that are awfully expensive, but plywood is relatively cheap. So I ended up building my daughter a two-story Barbie house, and uh, my wife uh, worked on some of the furnishings. We, we built a sofa. We had a stone fireplace in the Barbie house. And uh, we painted it pink, of course, because that's the color a Barbie house should be. But I remember those nights of working in the basement, preparing it for Christmas, which is the usual time that you could acquire a whole bunch of extra Barbie stuff in your life. And so the construction was, was the way I initially got into it. But then there was also the pleasure of uh, playing with my daughter and seeing how she would approach the house and seeing what was important to her in the house. And uh, I could uh, occasionally be allowed to be a Ken and uh, could share in the, the playtime with Barbie. So. so what did you notice? What was going on for your daughter and as she invited you to be Ken in her, her own particular Barbie world? What, what, was, what was going on for her, do you think? What, what, what was she learning? Well, I think the main thing was just learning how to be social, uh, how to socialize, how to share time, and how to simply do things together in, in an active way. And the nice thing about it was uh, she could be the, the leader 
in creating the imaginary world and of figuring out um, what Barbie wanted to do, was allowed to do, what Ken could help her with. What strikes me in what you've just said is Barbie gave your daughter an opportunity to be the leader. And when you were a six- or seven-year-old girl, uh, in most situations in your life, it's the adults who are the leader, and certainly it's the dad who is the leader. So very interesting that in this playtime, there was, uh, can I say, almost a reversal of roles, or at least she was able to be in the lead, you say. Uh, a, a reversal to a certain degree, but I, I would say as well in other play we would do, there was always a cooperative, I think, mm -hmm. aspect to it. Mm -hmm. So that's probably really the the strong thing is it's, it's developing that give and take in creation, in invention. Um, I could put an idea out and she would run with it or she would put an idea out and I would have an opportunity to extend. Uh, so it's maybe we're having tea now. Well, are we having cake uh, with our tea? Um, are we going shopping soon? Are we getting back from shopping? So it's, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. all those everyday life things that we're just living out in the Barbie world. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't by any means a frivolous time, this Barbie play. I'm wondering uh, if you have, from your own experience, insights or wisdom you'd like to share with some other men uh, who may be in the place you were uh, a few years ago, uh, men who are being invited by someone in their life to get involved in the world of Barbie. What, what might you say to them? Well, the thing that occurs to me right now is there are unfortunately too many opportunities with computers open to kids. And the nice thing about uh, Barbie is you aren't passive. You are an active participant in what goes on in that world of imagination and creativity. And the possibilities are almost endless with uh, what can be done. Um, you can create your own world of Barbie that's reflective of your life, of your background. If you're a farming family, uh, Barbie can go out and take a tractor and hoe the fields. And um, if you're a city person, um, you can have the city activities uh, that are, are typical there. So it's, it's really the opportunity to create, to invent, and just to be genuine in play. It's Barbie's 60th birthday. People are celebrating all year long. Do you have a final birthday wish? A final birthday wish. That's a hard thing to come up with. I, I think Barbie is so endemic in our culture. And um, it's that take control of the Barbie. Make it your world. Thank you so much, Shane. Thanks for being with us today. I'm Elizabeth McDonald for Time of Your Life.
The world is celebrating Barbie's 60th birthday. And there are a lot of people who listen to our radio program, Time of Your Life, who are remembering Barbie from decades ago. But I'm here right now with Lily and with Erin, two women, a daughter and a mother, for whom Barbie is very much a part of your life today. Now, Lily, I'm looking at your Barbie collection. How, how many Barbies do you have in your collection? Um, eight, if you count this one. Well, you have Barbie, and then you have some other of her friends. Is that right? Well, I use them as friends. They're technically also from different movies and stuff. So tell me what it is. What it is you like about playing with Barbie? Is that you can use your imagination when you play with them. And how do you use your imagination? Um, like, I pretend that she's on the airplane. I usually use my jet um, downstairs in the basement, not upstairs. Well, that's something that I have noticed about your Barbie collection. You have lots of Barbie dolls, but in addition, you have a jet. You have a car, you have a motorcycle, and you have a horse. Barbie has a lot of different ways of getting around. Yeah, she does. What's your favorite? Um, my favorite is the my favorite one is the jet and the motorcycle. Mm. Now you've also mentioned to me that um, not only do you like dressing Barbie, but you have made some of her clothes. Is that right? Yes, um, I made a skirt and I made clothes out of balloons. You made clothes out of balloons. Yeah. yeah. And I also made um, a skirt out of some old fabric from Halloween. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, do you, um, which do you like best? Do you like playing with Barbie just on your own or is Barbie someone that you like to play with your friends? I when I want to play with someone, I usually play with my mom, and sometimes I feel like playing by myself. So I sometimes I play by by myself and with my mom. And with your mom now, Erin, you uh, you uh, played with Barbie when you were a little girl. Is that right? I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, tell us a little bit about what was Barbie like. How many how many Barbies did you have? Oh, I'm I'm gonna say I probably had. Between five and ten, um, and also with my sister and I had some vehicles and <laughs> and whatnot. I think we had a, a whirlpool tub for her. A whirlpool tub, yes, <laughs> <laughs> for the backyard parties, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had lots of clothes. And and where did the clothes come from? Lily makes some of her clothes. Did did you make Barbie clothes, or where did your clothes come from? No, I didn't make them, but my grandmother, uh, she knit a whole oh. suitcase full of Barbie clothes. Oh, my gosh. Can you remember any of those clothes? Can you tell us a little bit about what uh, your grandma's knitted Barbie clothes were like? Uh, I just remember that they were they were beautifully done, um, and they fit them really well, and they were all frilly and bright colors. My grandmother always did bright colors for everything. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, th that's very, very special to have that. Now, 
you you and and Lily share a Barbie in common, but but uh, you were playing with her a, a few years ago now. Do you notice much? What what's changed in terms of of uh, Barbie? Ah, uh, I don't know that a lot has changed really. She's she's always been very stylish, and um, has you know high end vehicles. <laughs> she likes to get around in yes. style. Yes. Um, I think the only thing that has changed is the number of jobs that she's had over the years. She's had a hundred, I don't remember a hundred and 50 jobs or something like that. Well, it is Barbie's birthday. And I'm wondering if you have any birthday wish for Barbie. To um, keep on making game more clothes. Mm-hmm. So, so more styles, more fashions for Barbie. So you can keep uh, uh, you you can keep playing with her and uh, creating all kinds of stories in your own imagination. Erin, do you have a birthday wish for Barbie? I just wish for her to be around for another sixty years. This is Elizabeth McDonald for Time of Your Life. It's estimated that worldwide Barbie sales now exceed one billion. Mattel, being the protective Barbie parent and a very large corporation with plenty of lawyers, has launched numerous lawsuits over the years to protect Barbie's image, but usually those lawsuits fail. The song we've been using in the show, Barbie Girl, by a Danish-Norwegian group called Aqua, faced a legal challenge but lost when the judge ruled it parody and social commentary. Hiya, Barbie. Hi, Ken. You want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. Jump in. Party. 
You have been listening to The Time of Your Life, presented by the Seniors Association Kingston Region on CFRC 101.9 FM. For 40 years now, the association has been keeping seniors busy with scores of programs and activities at the Senior Center on Francis Street. If you have any comments, suggestions, or story ideas, or if you'd like to volunteer, contact the Senior Center at 613-548-7810. The Time of Your Life is produced for CFRC 101.9 FM by volunteers on behalf of the Seniors Association Kingston Region. Well, Bobby, we're just getting started. Oh, I love you, Ken.